Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 74. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And today we're going to take on a listener challenge and take on the worst Commander pre-con deck of all time. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We, we're really scraping the bottom of the pre-constructed <laughs> Commander toilet today. Not even the barrel, the toilet, because this deck was a piece of shit when it was released, and uh, it was a piece of shit when it was re-released in Commander's Arsenal. Yeah, this deck, I think, is where somebody in prison would tie this deck in a little plastic bag with a piece of, like, string and dip it down into the toilet drain so, like, when the guards search for stuff, they can't find it, because they don't even want the guards to know that they own this deck when they're in prison. Yeah, that would uh, lower your, your street cred in jail. Yeah, now here's the thing, though. I picture a world where you sit down and you play this deck. And everybody laughs at you. But then you combo all over their face and they cry because they stoop to getting this deck comboed onto their face for very little money. Wait, that's the internet at large. Yeah, don't Google that. No, also. just forget everything I said yeah. except for comboing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, who are we talking about today? Uh, Kalemni, Disciple of Eros. Who is Eros? Eros was a place in uh, Theros. You can't be the disciple of a place. The uh, place doesn't teach you anything. Even the wording on the card is bad. Unless it wasn't a place, in which case... You just uh, said it was a place, right? I don't know. You just said it was a place. Just said. Yeah, she's just... Uh. It's It's bad. The, the, we'll read her later. Okay, you know, here's the thing. Y- you said something funny before we recorded about how this deck got reprinted was the thing that bugged you the worst about it. What bugs me the most as a former, I don't know, higher level track and field coach is her running mechanics. They can't even get it right. Her <laughs> arm is crossing her body and the other one's like behind her like, and she's on sideways. Oh, just everything about this card. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but you know how they drew her? They draw her running like a girl. <laughs> when you make fun of somebody for running like a girl, it's because they're doing that. That's what running like a girl, air quotes, looks like. And dudes do that, too. Like uh, but Dr. Evil's son on Austin, Austin Powers. Powers 2 or 3 when he runs like a girl. Yeah. Super funny. That's exactly what she's doing. Yep. They couldn't even make her like look super badass like she's going to kick your ass. It looks like she's going to run statistically slower than somebody who <laughs> yeah. runs properly. You know what's awesome is we can rag on this pre-con because we're not giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can take a big dump on this one, and that's awesome. Speaking of which, why don't you run over the latest giveaway details and mention our Facebook page where you can find it all in social media. Shout out. Let's do social media coordinates. We are... CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the arc and the show. Or commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, suggestions for decks you'd like to see us tackle in this arc, as this was one of those. But um, no nudes. Not even calumny nudes. Uh, watch, we're going to get one now. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to. you got to stop saying stuff like that. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Facebook, Patreon, EDHREC.com, Podomatic, where we have usurped the ninnies, 
flipsidegaming.com, or you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order. And the official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the internet, commandercookout.com. Nice. Thanks. I actually have a shopping cart built on flipsidegaming.com to buy one of the cards that I want to put in my version of Kalemni. I'm kind of smitten by it. We dumped all over it. We poo-pooed, if you will. And I kind of want to build it. Well, you want to build our version of it, though, not the wizard's version. Nobody's pining for the wizard Here, version of this Here's the thing. Day. Here's the thing. I don't want... I own the wizard's version, so I have I have a Kalemni, which is basically the only thing that is staying in the final version. <laughs> I also don't want to build the version that we built that's on tapped I built that as if that was the pre-con because this is the arc of who wore it better. I think that we did a better job with the list that's on tapped out. I, I, wanna, I agree. I want to build a combo version of Kalemne. Yeah. We'll talk about that later after we've talked about this. We'll we'll tease it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about them both because I think that CCO Nation will appreciate sitting down with a Boros deck and taking a giant crap on everybody else's super tuned, super expensive combo decks. And this one won't even cost you 200 bucks. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have to buy it in Commander's Arsenal, in which case it'll cost you way more than 200 okay, bucks. Yeah, it'll cost you 200 <laughs> bucks anyway. Just skip it, head somewhere online, maybe flipsidegaming.com, CCOFU promo code, and uh, just buy a Kalemne. That's all you need. Anyways, we're giving out um, C18 deck list of a listener's choice should they win our giveaway. Yep, any Commander list from this year, there's four of them. We have them. They're in boxes. They're very pretty. We will send you one of your choice. If you like, share, follow us on Facebook or any of the contest posts. Help us spread the reach of the show. Yeah, what do we call that? We need a name for our reach. What do we call that? The CCO Gospel? That's kind of church-related. Remember we were taking down the church? Have we taken down the church? Uh, no. I guess they're still around. Yeah. (sighs) They are fading, though. Hey, church is hard times. It's like it's... You know, like people like us way more than they like the church these days. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's not as much um, CCO nationalites as religious people, though. That is true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll work on that next. Yeah, get on it, CCO nation. That's yeah, the next. That's the next step. We'll come up with a word for that later on. Sure. Hashtag. It'll be awesome. Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Shoutout to real life nickname the Deech. The Deech. Yeah. Patron. Thank you very much. Shoutout. Lenny Wooly Broder. Remember we made fun of his name? How could we not make fun of his name? My favorite part was was meeting Lenny in Vegas <laughs> and and meeting him. Okay, cool. But then later that day we met Don Miner from EDH Rec. That came. And he says, Yeah, some dude met me and didn't know who I was except for you guys calling me an asshole on your show. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Lenny. He sent in a Kalemne deck. And while this is very loosely based on his list, we tweaked eh, yeah, like 90% of the cards. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, We actually had a couple of people message us over social media platforms of various types and say, hey, you should do Kalemni. It'll be super awesome. And we looked at each other like, no, it won't be. <laughs> no, no. Because it's Kalemni. Yeah. It'll suck. But here we are doing it. Should we get into it? Sure. That, uh, was, that was hesitation in your voice and face. It's, it's Boros, man. <sighs> Boros EDH, typically the least interesting of the EDH. And I hate to say that before we, we talk about it, but it, it's the truth. So here's the thing. We we both like playing red. 
Yeah. You like mono red. I love red. And red's got its own kind of niche way of card advantage with the, like chaos draws or rummaging or exiling and casting until end of turn type thing. How come everybody says that that Boros doesn't have card advantage when it has access to red? And how come nobody rags on mono white like they rag on Boros? Is that weird? I think it's a uh, stars in the eyes thing. Because you look at mono white and you're like, oh, angels are awesome. My girlfriend loves angels. Ugh. You know, I think that that's what it is. Or you can do those brutal 75 sweeper white decks. I suppose, yeah. You know? You, know? you could do, and, and white's got stacks, right? Like the, yep. the dust drinkers and the thalias and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Before we go on any further, real quick aside, stacks question, building it, putting it together. I actually have a pile of physical cards now. Ooh. How do I win? You know what? The thing about stacks, I think, is you don't try and win. You're trying to not lose. Okay, I can do that. Okay. All right. All right. Just try not to lose until you see an opening somewhere where you can just like take somebody out at the knees or something. Okay. CCO Brando, if you know how to win with a stacks deck. Green, black, get at me. Anyway. Sweet. Yeah, that's why nobody rags on Mono White, because Mono White has the appearance of being amazing. As much as I hate white, I know that white isn't the strongest color. I just hate white, probably because <laughs> white typically beats red, and I, I like yeah, red. I suppose white can go over the top of red. Red will go wider a lot easier, right? But Boros, okay, so here's the thing about Boros. Every single gall dang Boros commander we get is turn all your guys sideways, attack, 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 da 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 I'm thinking like Aurelia and Gisela and Tajik and Jorkadeen. These are all common Boros commanders that all want you to attack. They all encourage pumping your guys. They all encourage double damage or getting bigger. And Kalemne's not really any different when like when you look at her her pre-con from 2015. They're all the same. You know who else is a encouraging you to attack with tons of guys, Commander in Boros? Erois. Mm -hmm. He's right here. He's the third most popular one. He's the Theros god. Oh, yeah, he's the th he's the Boros god. Yeah, Kalemne's his disciple. There we go. Yeah. Indestructible 7-4 for four. Creatures you control have menace. Creatures attacking don't take damage. Your yeah. creatures that are attacking don't take damage. Yeah, so it's encouraging you to attack so your guys don't die. Yeah, they have to be blocked by extra dudes and are... Dudes that share colors with them. Either way, stupid. F that guy. Don't care about him. So let's talk about our list because our list isn't quite like that when you do the few tweaks that we are going to talk about. One last thing. Uh, let me read. Let me read. What's her name? Kalemne. Kalemne. Let me read Kalemne real fast. Then I'm going to say a thing and then we can laugh a little bit. Then we'll talk about it. Oh, I know what you're going to say, and I'll just argue the same as I did before. Kalemne, Disciple of Eros, is a 3-3 three, three, for red-white 2. Double Strike Vigilance, whenever you cast a creature spell with converted mana cost 5 or greater, you get an experience counter. Kalemne, Disciple of Eros, gets plus 1, plus 1 for each experience counter you have. So she gets experience counters for casting 5 converted mana cost bros. Now, given all the things that we've already said about Boros... Playing lots of dudes, cheap little dudes, token guys, going wide. Da 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 da. Boros. Boros is the deck. 
that gets the play the big fat fatties <laughs> for experience counters. This is not what I thought you were going to say. The is it deck, you get experience counters for playing spells. The Simic deck works with plus one, plus one counters. On little guys, and it plays green. Yeah. The Golgari deck works with your graveyard. When things go to the graveyard, you get a counter. You're doing what the guild does. Not Boros. No, they decided nope. to change it up. It's like, hey, hey, red, white fans. Here you can do the exact opposite of what we've been supporting for the entirety of this game, and we're going to give you a really shitty deck to do it. Yeah, but you're going to get a lot of sweet Lorwyn reprints that everybody wanted in Giants. Yup. Because Giant <sighs> Tribal's so awesome. Stink Drinker Bandit, baby. Kalemni. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Calamity. You have her on the battlefield, you cast a five drop or bigger, she gets plus one equal to your experience counters. Now, that's important because she doesn't get a plus one plus one counter every time you gain an experience counter. That would be terrible. She gets plus one plus one for each experience counter you have. That's pretty good. I like it because if she dies and you cast her again, she is just that big. And remember, she got double strike. So really, when she attacks, she's a 6-3. If she gets plus one, plus one, she's an 8-4, right? That's pretty good, yeah, solid. So 8-4 so for four? Not bad at all. On turn four or five, like with some rocks, if you cast her on three and then a five drop on turn four and swing, you're swinging for eight commander damage. It's not, that's not terrible. It's not terrible, okay? So and she has Vig, too, doesn't she? I think she has Vigilance, too. I think I said that. I'm sure I said that. Yeah. So yeah, she and, then, can and she blocks. And block. So she blocks as an 8-4, too. Or a or a six three or whatever. Yeah, she's she's a solid creature. She's not bad. It's the deck around her that's bad. Well, let's see what we did here to um, spruce it up, if you will. Okay, let's talk creatures. We're gonna start off with one that I really like, with Avatar of Fury. Yeah. So eight drop six six with flying and fire breathing. But if an opponent controls seven or more lands, it costs six less. But when you cast it, its converted mana cost is still eight, so it triggers Calumny. I like that. So you get, her, you get it for two, uh, albeit late game. This is a late game play, but you get it for two and you trigger Calumny. Do we play Avatar of Hope? We don't, because I forgot it. <laughs> but it too has a six mana discount that I'm sure would be great in the deck. Yeah, and I think it has something to do with your opponent's life, so it's good in Commander, because they're always going to have more life. Then I think I think that's how it works. Probably. You know, we can look it up later. But she's not here. We both forgot about her until right now. So let's just keep going. Put her in the deck, though. Next up, we have Bruna the Fading Light. Seven drop, five seven, flying vidge. When it, she enters the battlefield, get a human or angel from your graveyard to your battlefield. So that is what we would call reincarnation or, in other words, card advantage in white. You're triggering Calemne. You're getting something back. You're getting a five seven body. Next up, we have Captain of the Watch. Six drop, three, three with Vidge. Lots of Vidge, hey? It's a Boros thing. Yeah, okay. Other soldiers get plus one and have Vidge. And when she enters the battlefield, you put three one-on-white -one soldiers into play. Soldier sub-theme in the deck. Kalemne is a soldier also. Uh, very excellent. So, so that's the thing. When you cast, um, what's her name? Captain of the Watch. It'll trigger Calemne and then make her bigger anyway, so it'll make her go from a 3-3 three, three to a 5-5. Five, five. That's good. Yeah, and then you can attack with her for... 10. 10. Sweet. Yep, 10's bigger than 6. Next up, we have Dawnbreak Reclaimer. 6-drop, six 5-5 five, five Flying Angel. So another angel for your Bruna the Fading Light, or whatever her name was. And your girlfriend. 
<laughs> At the beginning of the end step, choose a creature card in opponent's graveyard. They choose one in your graveyard, and both you guys get those creatures back. That's kind of cool. It's, again, it's card advantage. It's not card advantage, it's card parity, because you're both getting something. But we've got some kind of cool enter the battlefield abilities, so cool. These goofbag parody effects definitely made me win a game during our last EDH session oh, yeah. when Alex Skullwindered all of my ramp cards oh, back into that's my right. hand. Skullwinder, Alex, cut it. <laughs> Next up, we have Dream Pillager. 4-4 four, four for 7, Flying Dragon. When Dream Pillager deals combat damage to a player, you exile that many cards from the top of your library and you can cast them until end of turn. So that is like that red chaos draw. You exile them so if you don't cast them, they're gone. But you'll see with the amount of mana rocks we have in here, you'll probably be able to cast them. But you do have to pay for them. They're not free, right? And you can't play land. Worse. Because you have to cast them. Yes, you have to pay for them. Next up, Amiria Shepherd. Ooh, seven drop four for Flying Angel. So there's another angel landfall. When a land enters a battlefield under your control, you bring a creature from your graveyard to your hand. If that land is a plains, you put it directly into play. And I like this one with lots of mana rocks because you can drop, let's say, a mountain and then cast your five drops so you trigger Kalemne. Or, if you just want it right now, drop a planes, boom, get it back. I've never really looked at this card close up before. I kind of like the picture. Very nice picture, especially for your girlfriend's angel deck. That's right. Speaking of cards with art that I super like, Atali Primal Storm is up next. Oh, yeah. I actually like this card. I don't own one. Do you have one? I have four. Hook a brother up. Because <laughs> I assume that you have at least one foil one, and the other ones can be mine. <laughs> Anyways, it's a 6-6 six, six dinosaur, elder dinosaur. For six triggers, Kalemne, when he attacks, when he attacks, holy. Very, very important. Yeah. Ep exile the top card of each player's library, then you can cast those cards without paying their mana cost. Yeah. You know what's awesome about that is... What if you're casting five drop creatures to trigger Kalemne with your Atali? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Super sweet. When he attacks, so like if Kalemne's also attacking, you haven't dealt damage. You cast all these cards from Atali, you could attack for like eight more damage with Kalemne alone. Yeah. If everybody reveals a five drop creature. Or you could remove all of their creatures or bounce all their stuff or there's all sorts of terrible things that you could do to them yeah. with Atali. Atali is so good. Super, super top end. Love that card. Next up, we have a Fury Stroke Giant. Fury Stoke. Fury Stoke. I like mine better. Fury Stroke. Do not. No. Do no. not Google Do, that. Nope. 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 Anyways, he's a 5-drop 3-3 three, three Giant. So here's some Giant Tribal. When he enters a battlefield, other creatures you control get tap. This creature deals 2 damage target creature or player until end of turn. They get that. So all these, like, soldier sub-theme type cards that give you soldier tokens, you cast your Fury Stoke Giant, trigger your Kalemne, and then tap all your soldiers to get rid of all their blockers, and then crash in. It's pretty good. He's, he's really good in the typical Boros strategy of go wide, lots of dudes. Yeah, and you know what? I actually counted him as, like, a, a removal card, like a mass removal card, because you want, to, you want to hold him until you have some number of soldiers to kind of go wide with. Yeah. The one time I tried, bu tried building a Boros deck, he was my way over things like Ghostly Prison and Propaganda. Yeah, okay. You can, you can attack without attacking. 
Next up, we have Galvanoth. Galvanoth, a little bit loose here because we're not playing a whole bunch of instants or sorceries. We're only playing four and four, but he's a five drop, three, three. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top card of your library. If it's an instant or sorcery card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Flex spot. You know what? A little bit it is, but he does give you some reoccurring advantage in the colors, and he does trigger your commander. He could be just a five, five vanilla. Okay, moving right along. Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. Okay, another 7-drop. So lots of 7-drops in the list, but she's a 5-5 flying first striker. Doubles all damage dealt to opponents, halves all damage dealt to you. Super sweet. That's excellent. What kind of creature is she? Uh, she's a Boros angel that does everything else that your girlfriend's deck already is doing. There we go. Next up, we have Glare Wielder. We, what? <laughs> Glare Wielder. What the hell is a Glare Wielder? A Glare Wielder is a 3-1 for 5 Elemental Shaman with haste. When it comes into play, up to two target creatures can't block this turn. And it evokes for red one. There you go. <laughs> so you cast it for red one, but its converted mana cost is still five. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. Spicy, yeah. That's the kind of garbage that we want to dig out of the toilet and prison to play in our Boros decks. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Goblin Dark Dwellers. Speaking of toilets. (laughs) So it's a 5-drop 4-4 Goblin with Menace. Okay, fine. When it enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. So Not a lot of instants and sorceries in the deck, but I think that this might be a setup to the combo build that we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. because there's not a lot we can do with this. No, it does give you some some advantage in this deck. Gives you eight targets, but also as a five drop. Okay, okay next sweet. up, Goto Bandit Warlord. So here's our tutor. Six drop, three, three, human barbarian. When he enters the battlefield, search your library for an equipment part card and put it onto the battlefield. And his other thing is relevant to samurais, which he is not, and there isn't any in this list. He's a six drop, and he finds you an equipment. Cool. Cool. Next up, Heartless Hidetsugu. Heartless Hidetsugu. 4-3 for 5. Tap him. He deals damage equal to each player equal to half that player's life total. Nice. So, so he just cuts somebody in half. I have a rebuilding card suggestion for him later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Next up, we have Dingit Chewer. <laughs> Ingot Chewer, 5-drop, 3-3, three, three, enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact, but evokes for 1. Now we're talking. Now, he evokes for one. Remember, that's going to trigger Kalemne, but he also destroys an artifact. This got printed in a commander product. This is a commander card. It's a great card. Yeah. It's, what is it, Shatter? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Except if you're really hard up, you get a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, for, for, for five. 3-3, three, three, destroy an artifact for five. That's probably fine. That's not too bad. Next up, we have Knight Captain of Eos. Five drop, 2-2. Two, two. Not a soldier, a knight, because it's on a horse, obviously. When he enters the battlefield, put two 1-1 one, one white soldiers into play, and you can pay one, sack a soldier, and fog somebody. That's pretty good. Yeah. Keeps you alive until you can start casting five drops, right? Yeah. Next up, not a five drop, Magus of the Wheel. Oh, too good and was original in the deck. I haven't been mentioning the originals that were in this deck, but this is one of them. It's a three drop, three, three, human wizard. Red, one, sack, tap sack. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws seven. Not a giant, not a five drop, not an attacking creature, nothing Boros, but they still included it in the precon. Good on you, wizards. Yep. Next up, Mindclaw Shaman. Ah, five drop, two, two. 
When it enters a battlefield, you can choose an instant or sorcery from an opponent's hand and cast it without paying its mana cost. Random, but okay. I played a Norn the Wary. You know, you exactly. You know what? It, it doesn't usually miss. I mean, you just target the blue player or whatever, or the black player, and maybe you can draw some cards off it. It itself is kind of like drawing a card because you're casting that card for free, right? Next up, Mycosynth Golem. Yeah. Okay, so this guy's like, whatever, 15 or 20 bucks or whatever he is. Kind of the top end of what we would expect in a precon, right? Sure. Okay, so 4, 5, for 11. But wait, there's more, because that's <laughs> terrible. Affinity for Artifacts. So... This spell costs one less to cast for each artifact you control. And artifact creatures, spells you cast, have affinity for artifacts. So they become cheaper for all the artifacts you have. Yeah, so he triggers Calumnate even if you cast him for zero, because his converted mana cost is still more than five. Eleven. Yes, that's far more than five. Yes. That's more than double. <laughs> the next guy, same exact thing, except for Mere Enforcer. He's a 4-4 four, four for seven with affinity for artifacts. Next up, we have Oreskos Explorer. Yeah, yeah. he's our lone mana dork. <laughs> two, two for two. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for X planes cards, where X is the number of players who control more land than you. So you reveal them and then you put them into your hand. These decks don't usually come with a lot of ramp. That's a th I think that we may or may not get criticized by the nation for not including lots of ramp in a lot of these decks where there's lots of 5 and 6 and 10 drops. But Wizards doesn't give you a lot of ramp in these precons, so neither are we. Yeah, they'll give you a few of the common mana rocks. Of course, Soul Ring, Mindstone was in this deck originally. Thought Vessel, which was a Commander 2015 original. But other than that, I mean, there's that six drop that taps for three mana rock. That doesn't even count. That doesn't help you in a deck full of five and six drops. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Next up, Oxidia Golem. Uh, yeah, speaking of six drop. <laughs> <laughs> Affinity for Mountains. Huh. Six mana, three, two haste, Affinity for Mountains. And um, he's going to cost... Not six, and he's going to trigger Eroas. The next well, one? Also, badass art. Just focus, let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah, I that's, think so. That picture's badass. He's kind of got the hair like you. Yeah, that's why it's <laughs> badass. Uh, next up, basically the same creature in Razor Golem. Yeah, three, four, Vig for six, affinity for planes. Next up, Sandstone Oracle. It's a seven drop, four, four. When it enters the battlefield, you choose an opponent who has more cards in hand than you. And you draw until you have the same number of cards. That's good, like balance. Yeah. Except like draw. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Draw balance as opposed to like discard balance. Balance costs two. <laughs> draw balance costs seven. <laughs> what? Now we can do Shart Phoenix. Uh, Shart Phoenix, 2-2 two, two Phoenix for five flying. You can sacrifice and deal two damage to each creature without flying. So he's like a mini board wrath, like a it's pyroclasm. Like a shitty pyroclasm, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a pyroclasm that's going to trigger your Calumny. Yeah. All right. And uh, you can pay red, red, red and return him from your graveyard to your hand to trigger Calumny again. During your upkeep. During your upkeep. It's that's important. Right. That's right. Uh, next up, Spite Bellows. Spite Bellow. Six drop. Ooh. Six one. When it leaves the battlefield, it deals six damage target creature. So this is a removal spell because actually it's got evoke for red, red, one. Does it trample? It doesn't. Does it have haste? doesn't have that either. Ah, this card sucks. Three mana, trigger Eroas, kill something, swing in. Sucks. Not terrible. Not ball lightning. It sucks. Next up, Stone Cloaker. Ah, okay. Now we're getting into the ones that I like. This is only a three drop, three, two, flash and flying and... 
when it enters the battlefield, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. And when it enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. He so, does all the things. He does everything. Yeah. He's like a Swiss army knife. And he's white. <laughs> yeah. He's going to exile somebody's uh, graveyard card. Play your graveyard hate, kids, right? Yep. He's going to bounce one of your five drops. Good. And he's going to flash in. So you could flash him in and like get two triggers off your... Sh- oh, no, because you can't cast Shard Phoenix during your upkeep. Maybe with like a Videlcan Ori you could, but balls that. That card's like 25 bucks. Yeah. Next up, we have Stormfront Riders. Ooh, five drop, four, three flyer. When it enters the battlefield, return two creatures you control to their owner's hand. Ah, so you can bounce two five drops or your Stone Cloaker to bounce your Stormfront Rider so you can do it again. See what we're doing there, kids? When he enters the battlefield or another creature is returned to your hand, put a 1-1 white soldier creature token onto the battlefield. So when you bounce him, or when you bounce anything, you get a soldier. You get a replacement dude. Yeah. It's not terrible. So, I mean, you could technically, if you were really bad or just really wanted soldiers, you could just stone cloaker over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to get a whole bunch of dudes. Remove a whole bunch of cards out of graveyards. Exactly. Stone cloaker and stormfront riders, if you can generate a whole bunch of mana, you can bounce them in and out of the battlefield in and out in and out with one of the artifacts that we're playing and get a whole bunch of soldiers and then you can cast your fury stoke giant and tap them all beat wholesale ass baby yeah next up urabrask the hidden this is how you do that combo that i just said (laughs) remember how do you they don't have haste you can't just tap them well they do if they have urabrask he's a five drop four four praetor creatures you control have haste and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped the least powerful praetor but definitely the one with the coolest picture and I think he was the one that turned on the Phyrexians and ended up being a good guy. Really? I think so. Uh, I think one of them ended up being like a turn coach, and I think it was him. Sure. Anyway, next up, Victory's Herald. Six drop angel, flying, 4-4. Four, four. When it enters the bat, or no, when it attacks, attacking creatures gain flying and lifelink. So he is like a, she, she is like a standard Boros card, but you do get some lifelink in there, which in a deck full of seven drops... Is never going to hurt. Yeah, and it makes your girlfriend love this deck. Yeah. Last creature in the deck, White Mane Lion. 2-2 two, two for 2, Flash. When it enters the battlefield, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. See Stone Cloaker and Stormfront Riders. Yes. All right. All right, that's our creature That's our creature suite. Should we burn through some instants and sorceries? We've talked that we have eight of them. Instants? Let's do it. Instants. Boros Charm. White, red. Choose one. Deals four damage to a player. Permanent you control get undestructible, or target creature gains double strike. You're probably going to pick the indestructible one to save your guys from, like, a wrath effect. Orm's Thunder. It's a three drop, or, well, white two, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Kicker of red, if the kicker cost was paid, if it was kicked, it deals damage to that permanent's converted mana cost to target creature. So you could off two things with it, right? It's all right. It uh, gives you some extra reach like a two-for-one, kind of. Dig those? Patricia's Scorn. Patrician's Scorn. Here's a gem, hey, from Planar Chaos? Future Sight. Future Sight. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, because it's got the funky border. White, three, instant. If you played another white spell this turn, you may play Patrician's Scorn without paying its mana cost. What? Neat, hey? Sure. What does it do? Destroy all enchantments. Get wrecked. So you go Orm's Thunder. Kill your artifact and your dude patrician scorn kill all your enchantments doesn't hurt us because we're only playing one enchantment spoiler yeah excellent yeah. last instant 
Swords to plowshares. That exiles a creature that used to be a crib swap, but this costs one and crib swap costs three. Crib yeah. swap was the original. I think swords probably should get reprinted before crib swap because it's like kind of expensive still, despite having 800 printings. Sure, mm -hmm. whatever. All right, sorceries. Let's start with Breath of Derigaz. Two drop, kicker of two, deals one damage to each creature without flying in each player. If you kicked it, so a total investment of four, it deals four to each creature and, uh, sorry, four to each creature without flying and player. That's pretty good. So all your guys are going to live because they're all like five drops and bigger, right? How about Disaster Radius? Another damage-based Wrath spell that is going to make all your guys live. Red Red 5, as an additional cost to cast Disaster Radius, reveal a creature from your hand. Disaster Radius deals X damage to each creature your opponent's control, where X is the reveal card's converted mana cost. 5, 6, 7, 11, if you're, <laughs> if you're uh, Microsynth Golem reveal. Why isn't this just a chain reaction? I get that maybe your Eros will live or whatever the hell, whatever the hell their stupid name is. Our general might survive it, but like it's a wrath. Just count on your I, guys. Yeah, dying. I suppose. And it costs less. Period. Disaster radius was in the stock Calumne list. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, because you know you you're paying seven for all your giants. You might as well pay seven for your wrath to when... kill all your giants. It'd be yeah. Stupid. How about Marshall Coup? Speaking of paying seven for her wrath. <laughs> <laughs> white white X create X one one white soldier creature tokens. If X is five or more, so total investment of seven. Destroy all other creatures. So there's your soldier sub-theme kind of coming in again. Remember, Fury Stoke Giant. And last, and maybe least, Fiery Confluence. Not, certainly not least. It's like 20 bucks, dude. It was only ever printed in this list. Red, red, two. Choose three. You can choose different modes for, like, more than once. You can choose any one mode more than once. <laughs> there you go. It deals one damage to each creature. Deals two damage to each opponent. Destroy target artifact. So for four mana... Destroy three things, deal six damage, or deal three to each creature. Or any combination of that. It's not too bad. Yeah, I like that card. Let's do the enchantment real quick. Warstorm Surge. It's a red enchantment. Red, five. When a creature con comes into play under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to target anything. Sweet. Works real good with Kalemni. Is that her name? Kalemni. Yeah, Kalemni. said it so many times, it's actually lost all meaning in my mind. All right, let's move on to some artifacts. There are a lot of them. Here we go. Starting off, big piece of equipment. Blade of Selves. Two drop, equip for four. Equip creature has Myriad. Was in the original list, just gives you an additional value. It's not going to trigger Calemne, but uh, does give you the value. And it, it does have some value itself. So It's super good with that um, soldier that makes soldiers bigger and gives you soldier tokens. Oh, yeah. Because you attack with her, you get three more of them. All of your soldiers get plus three, plus three while they're attacking, which includes your general, and you get all those tokens. Yeah, that's actually really good. That's a tremendous, tremendous way of beating wholesale ass. Next up, Boros. Okay, next up we have Cloudstone Curio. Okay, remember the stone cloaker and the white main line and the things that bounce each other? This is this is what goes with that. Okay, so three drop artifact. Whenever a non-artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may return target permanent you control that shares a permanent type with it to its owner's hand. So you cast a creature and you bounce another creature. Now, what if your creature that you cast has a bounce ETB ability? ETB ability, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to bounce from Cloudstone Curio and bounce the thing that you played with its own ability. So you can keep playing stuff over and over and over. 
as long as you have the mana for it. And we're going to talk about mana rocks as soon as we're done the rest of the artifacts. Grafted exoskeleton is next. Ooh, baby. I didn't see this coming. This is a CCO staple. Yes, it is. Four drop, equips for two, equip creature gets plus two plus two and has infect. And when grafted exoskeleton becomes unattached from a permanent, sacrifice that permanent. Wait, you mean to tell me it gets plus two plus two and infect? Yes. You mean to tell me that our general is a 3-3 three, three with double strike? Yes. So it would become a 5-5 five, five with double strike and infect? Yes. What? Wow. All you have to do is path or remove swords, one of their guy in the way, and they're dead. We are dirt sandwiches. Yeah, for sure. This is like deck deck two in this arc that has infect in it. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. How about lightning greaves? Two drop, zero to equip. The crypt creature gets shroud and haste. How about mask of memory? Huh. Two drop, equips for one. When a crypt creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw two cards if you do discard a card. And that is a good way to draw cards. That's really In great worlds. with double strike, because you're going to draw four discard two. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's even better. Lots of double strikers or whatever in the deck, right? You know, next up, I have a suggestion for replacing this particular one as much as I appreciate what you're going for here. Sensei's Divining Top. Yeah, one drop. You tap one, look at the top three, put them back in any order. Good with um, Atali and or... The uh, Dream Stealer Dragon guy, because you can just well, Dream Stealer stack Dragon. It. If he hits somebody, you're going to see four cards anyway, so it's going to go deeper. Oh than top yeah, can. that's right. Well, super good with the Tali then, because that card needed to be better. Yeah, and you can also tap, draw a card, and then put Sensei's Divining Top on top of its owner's library to protect it. How about Slate of Ancestry? Four drop, pay four, tap, discard your hand, draw a card for each creature you control. Pretty good with um, the Myriad Blade of Selves and um, that. Soldier that puts all those tokens into play. You know that one. Yeah, that, that's the one. Yep. All right, let's talk rocks real quick. We got Boros Cluestone. Taps for Boros Colors. Boros Cluestone. Three drop, taps for Boros Colors, draws a card. Boros Key Rune. Three drop, taps for Boros Colors. Boros Signet. Two drop, taps for Boros Colors. Cold Stone Heart, or Cold Steel Heart. Two drop, pick a color, taps for that color. Commander's Sphere. Three drop, taps for any color, draws a card. Mindstone. Two drop, taps for a colorless, draws a card. Pearl Medallion. Two drop makes white spells cost less. Ruby medallion. Two drop makes red spells cost less. Semblance anvil. Screech! Three drop imprint. When semblance anvil enters the battlefield, you may exile a non-land card from your hand. Spells that share a card type with that card cost two less. So you just exile shitty creature that you don't need anymore, and all your big guys cost less. Sol ring. One drop taps for two. Star compass. Two drop taps for one. Thought vessel. Two drop, taps for one. Thran Dynamo. Four drop, taps for three. Worn Power Stone. Three drop, taps for two. Boom, did it. Wow. Those are quick hits, everybody. <laughs> and the, that's the that's the deck. The point is with the Mana Rocks real quick is that there are 15 of them. There are lots of them. Yeah, and there could be much more with some of our suggestions that we have. It's a throwback to when we did that Azorius aggro deck, when we did the, Angel the Azorius Angelic aggro deck. Yeah. We just had to do all those rocks that we could just ramp up to five really fast so we could actually play things yeah that's right a couple stats that we've got here for for everybody who's keeping track now card draw or some form of carded card advantage that that gives you that chaos draw or something right there's 12 different things that are going to net you real card advantage that's lots for a boros deck super sweet targeted removal three little bit low but we've got six things that can off a whole bunch of creatures at once. Very good. Including Fury Stoke Giant and Martial Coup and, and that kind of thing. Those things are becoming a little bit less efficient in EDH as the format becomes faster. Still good. Yeah, for sure. Never a bad thing to kill everything. Okay, 
couple other things or stats that I like about this deck is ways to make things cheaper. This is like your affinity and your evoke guys. There's seven of those that let you kind of cheat on Kalemne's cast ability. Dig that. And with a 4.2 average converted mana cost, you need to cheat as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Things that let you cast stuff for free or cheat spells from your opponents or whatever. There's six of those. And those are going to let you cheat Kalemne's ability sometimes too. Sometimes you got to get lucky, like with a tally off of somebody else's library, giving you a five drop, but it's never... You're already pretty lucky because you're playing a tally and that's just awesome. Yeah, just a tally pretty... with no way to find them or draw them. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Poros. And then bounce creatures. You remember that synergy with Cloudstone Curio? There's three of those. And when we get to a couple of the suggestions, there's at least... There's at least one more. There's at least one more. Yeah. Okay, so we've kind of done the deck. Now, usually we kind of leave the land base alone. Uh, have you done anything to this one? I think it's like almost exactly the stock list, except I took out like a couple mountains and a couple plains or whatever. I put in a Daru encampment, which is um, consistent with our soldier sub-theme. Right. It uh, taps for colorless or white and tap it. Target soldier creature gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. Yeah, no secret for soldier tribal or whatever. And I think it's important to note that with all of the mana rocks, if you do draw a land that you don't need, there are a ton of cycling lands in the deck. It plays the Urza's ones like Drifting Meadow, and then it plays the Onslaught ones like Forgotten Cave, and then it plays the Colorless one, Blasted Landscape. So there's like five cycling lands, and there's, I think, seven total that you could play in Boros, so... Just keep going. Uh, what else do we got in here that's been changed? Oh, CCO Staple. Rogue's Passage. Yeah, not bad when your commander has Infector. Tap, <laughs> taps for a colorless or four and it. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. Yeah, and screw Infect. I mean, we could just make Aroas like an 11-11. Kaladimi. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kalemni. Kalemni. Kalemni, Disciple of Aroas. Yeah. Yeah, we're both kind of right. <laughs> so... Okay, I think I think for the most part, CCO Nation has a uh, an idea of how to play the deck, but I think it's important to note that there's 11 feasible two drops. Turn one is like tap it's, land go, right? It's a wash. It's tap yeah. land or the occasional land sol ring. Yeah, one out of every hundred games. Yes. <laughs> and turn three, if you had your turn two mana rock, you could do turn three Kalemne because she's only a four drop. Okay, cool. Turn four, play a big beater, start ticking up Kalemne. And I think that we should get right into some of our suggestions because while they are going to add a ton of money, money, monetary value to the deck, they are also what I like about it and why I think that this is actually the deck that could have been. Something we should note before we talk about, now that we're talking about the budget a little bit, when we build these decks for the purposes of this arc, we're building them as if they could have been pre-constructed decks. That's why you're not seeing all these crazy mana bases and you're not seeing every great card that's a staple in the colors and all that kind of stuff. It has to be stuff that wizards could feasibly print in a pre-released commander product that's going to cost you between 40 American and 200 Canadian dollars. Yeah. And I think so far in the arc, this is the third episode, we've said, what, like 20 bucks is kind of the top end of what we could expect. I put a Sensei's Divining top in here. I think that top should have been in the top of the library matters uh, Aminatu deck. Absolutely from this year, should have right? been. So I put it in this one because, I mean, synergy with Atali is awesome. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of like how I put Windgrace in last week's deck where it's just, it should have been there. Yeah. Should have been better. Speaking of last week's deck, 
Prosh was kind of the unexpected gold star winner from 20, um, what was he, 2013. Yeah. Right? And the An- Animar, not the Animar deck, not the Prosh deck, but Animar was kind of the, the hero from 2011. He got his competitive list. Prosh got his competitive list. Azuri from 2015 and, and Mizix of the Ismagnus got their kind of tuned lists, right? I think Kalemne could have been that unsung hero from this year because a little ditty called Paradox Engine was printed. Of course, Parad- <laughs> of course. We have to make this deck better. You put a Paradox Engine in it. I agree. God and damn it. while not spicy, super fun because you can sit down with a Paradox Kalemne deck and just shit all over everybody like we said at the top of the show. And everybody can, you, you got your bounce creatures, you got your Paradox Engine. Whenever you play a spell, mm-hmm. you untap all non-land permanents you control. Yep. You have 17 rocks. Bouncy, 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 Giants big, die. Yeah, I don't know if they'll ever print Paradox Engine again. Not a chance. And then, of course, some reservedless nightmare-type cards, Mana Vault, Mana Crypt, everything that goes in those competitive EDH decks, right? Like right. the uh, Grim Monolith, right? Hundreds of dollars for these three mana rocks. The fast mana, yeah. And and Paradox Engine, right? So I want to build that deck <laughs> just just because I love Animar. Okay, here's no secret. Animar is my favorite commander. Why did I build... Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Rack Daddy. He's just like Animar. He's Rakdamar. <laughs> this is Kalemnamar. It's like, in order of shittiness, um, they go Kalemne, Rakdos, Animar. Like, obviously. I would think we go like Kalemne, Missouri Cloth, Progress. Because she's not even related. <laughs> yeah. This one's so shitty. But yeah, no, wait, I, 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 wait, no, no, I, I got you. Kalemne, a pile of dog crap, <laughs> Rakdos, and then Animar. There you go. That's the order. Yeah, but imagine if you beat somebody with something that's shittier than a pile of dog crap. It, it, it's shittier than actual shit. Yeah, and I'm gonna just calumniate the crap out of everybody. It's gonna be so awesome. Real, real suggestions for the deck, though. If you're not trying to combo, if you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on mana rocks, if you're playing Boros, love me some land tax. Land tax is good. Recently reprinted in Battle Bond, got down to twenty five bucks. One drop enchantment during your upkeep. You search your library for. Th- up to three lands, put them into your hand if somebody has more land than you. Dig it. Uh, probably not hard if you're playing a green player. It's going to help you punish. And if you have your Marius Shepherd, you always have something to get back. Yeah. Goes really good if you're doing like Ashnod's Altar and Phyrexian Altar from last week. And like um, Second Sunrise, that gets everything back that you sacrificed this turn back into play. And then you can just start rebouncing again with your Paradox Engine and Mana Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Real suggestion. Inheritance, one of my favorite gems from Ice Age. One drop enchantment in white. Whenever a creature dies, you can pay three to draw a card. White card draw. Yeah, nobody plays that card. Joel's like, F you, Joel. Joel's like, oh, it's terrible. Just play anything else. No. Three to draw a card every time a creature dies? It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not horrible. It's good. What do you got? What You had some suggestions. What do you got? I do have some suggestions. We're playing what boils down to, in this list, combo aside, we're playing a Voltron deck. You take out Sensei's Divining Pot top and put in Jeet. Especially when your general has double strike. Probably. Because it hits somebody, it gets a counter, then you can take both those counters off to give your creature plus four, plus four, and just... Hit him again. Hit him again. And then get more yeah. counters. And then get more counters. Yeah, and then you can use those counters to remove blockers next turn. It's... it's Double strike commanders with... Jeet um, on them. Umazawa's Jeet. Jeet, as some people say. It's insane. 
I like it. It'll blow your balls and off. And what what about the same price as um, Sensei's Divining Top? Yeah, it's very close. Rough. I think, I, I think, I think Jeet's actually a little bit more, but let's call them the same price. We'll call them the same price for the purposes of this example. Yeah. Also, if, again, just kind of like cheapy things that they might put in. Noblesse of War makes your attacking creatures bigger. It's like a 5 4 for Boros, 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 Boros. It's kind of a good creature. Could go good in here. In Lenny Woolly Broder's list that he sent, there was a Noblesse of War and there was a couple other Calemne Precon originals that made attacking creatures get bigger. Just because you're attacking with your Calemne, let's maximize that. I th- I thought of that, but I wanted to go the not Boros, let's turn everything sideways route. And that's what led me to um, the Calemnemar combo route. Totally. And I dig on that. I'm just keep, I'm thinking precon. Next up, that rebuilding card I, said, I mentioned earlier, Scourge of the Noblest. Boros 2, if the creature's red, it gets plus one, plus one. If the creature's white, it gets plus one, plus one. It also has Boros Breathing, which is red or white, Fire Breathing, and mm-hmm. Lifelink. Mm-hmm. So once you've Heartless hit Sugud and whacked everybody for half their life, you can swing in with your giant dude and gain all that life back. Ooh, yep. I Good like it. Card. Good card in here. Next up, Flowstone Overseer. Now we're talking. Flowstone Overseer. Red, 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 three. So triggers Calemne, and it gives your creatures Flowstone Breathing for red. So red, target creature gets plus, plus one, one, minus, minus one. Minus one. That so, was Flowstone Breathing. That's right. <laughs> so it's a removal spell, and it makes your double striking general hit that much harder. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay. And then like just some like creatures that you could have put in. Brian Stoutarm, we already kind of talked about. Oh, yeah. You know Fling what? Fling I-, I wanted to talk about Brian Stoutarm, and what was the guy from last week? I think it was Blood Rock or Bloodshot Cyclops. Bloodshot Cyclops, where you tap them to fling a dude. When you fling Kalemne, when she's like a 20-20 in this combo build I'm talking about, you cast her again With your out of rocks. your command zone, and it'll untap your blood whatever your cyclops or your stout arm or your stout arm so you can do it again and again and again crazy yeah and bonus points for brian stout arm a because i have that deck b because he has lifelink so you'll just gain life every time you fling your calamity take 20 i'll gain 20 do it again take 20 again you just win the game even if you're not technically comboing you can still keep yourself alive doing that yeah speaking of that you could also play treasonous ogre if you're going to gain yes! all that life, and then you can pay three life to get one red mana. He doesn't trigger Kalemne. He costs four, but pretty cool. Treasonous Ogre, super all-star in Zatahedron Grinder. So he's a 3-3 three, three for red, three, Ogre. Pay Menace, who cares? No, Dethrone, who cares? Pay three life, get a red. Oh. Yes! <laughs> pay, what is it? Pay 15, cast your five drop. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. But uh, goes infinite with um, Ether Flux Reservoir, just saying. Janky stuff, you could play it with that uh, Scourge of the Noblest. Hit mm-hmm. once, gain some life, use that life to pump her, to make her bigger for that second oh, strike. yeah, yeah. Just incremental damage, baby. That's what you want. I like that. And last, just creatures I thought just could be good. Karmic Guide gets your dudes back if they die. Let's rebuild after a wrath. Also triggers Kalemne. Yeah. And Inferno Titan. Because he's a value house, especially with something like Blade of Selves, to get people the F out of the way for your Kalemne. Yeah. And, and he's a giant. And he's a giant. Yeah, that's right. So if you're playing your Urza's Incubator, you still get yeah. cheap. Uh, he was in the original list, actually. Cool. Yeah. Look at me go. Yeah, I like that for sure. Okay. I I dig those suggestions. I like the reach that you get. Not real reach, but air quotes reach, reach. that you get in the Boros deck from having that and making Kalemne hit harder. I for sure. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. 
it's fun it's unique it's political are those synonyms for like bad yes oh damn it yes <laughs> okay can kill out of nowhere that's like an not RKO. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah, like an RKO out of nowhere. Now, I think the original Kalemni list, trying to get up to six, seven, eight mana, didn't have the kill out of nowhere ability. No, it just got you out of four, five, six, and then you could cast things that cost four, five, and six that did not win you the game win or the advance game, yeah. you really and in any way. If nothing else, Goto Bandit Warlord into Grafted Exoskeleton is your win the game out of nowhere. You could cast either of those things. If you have Goto Bandit mana, you could cast and equip your Grafted Exoskeleton. Or if you have Goto, you just cast it and you get your Grafted Exoskeleton and you equip it for two more. Like It wins out of nowhere if somebody doesn't have blockers. It, it, you, you kill somebody with it. Yeah. It's instant death on a stick. And then if you just have a big enough Kalemne and Heartless Hitetsugu, you just cut somebody in half, and then kill them, right? So, I mean, it's got that win-out-of-nowhere potential now, which before it didn't. Budget-friendly. Definitely. The the list, even with, like, the Sensei's Divining Top and, and blah, 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 everything all together, 156 American. And that in, that includes Mycosynth Golem, that includes keeping Fiery Confluence in there, and you could definitely cut that for, like, an actual wrath of god that costs like five bucks instead Definitely. of 20 yeah right so fiery confluence is expensive because it's modal and was only printed once if this was reprinted anywhere it would cost four bucks yeah exactly and it does have a little bit of reach as is because you've got big creatures to kill someone and then you've got calamity to kill someone else it does have that reach now where before it didn't but at the same time moving over to weaknesses it does suffer from potential agro problem potential infect problem right potential boros problem where you don't draw yeah. your god hand you don't have that reach or you do infect somebody and then the whole table just ganks you like if you're not playing the infect plan or ryan's combo plan this at the end of the day it's still a boros deck and boros decks typically are worse than every other deck <laughs> and, and yeah that sounds like i'm kidding try it build a boros deck that isn't a combo list just see how good you do yeah sit down with equal decks of equal power and just get rolled. Yep. Yep. I got one here for you. This is a weird weakness that maybe is unique to Boros decks because all of the, I think all of the other colors or color combinations can can draw cards. Black can, blue can, green red, can, green can, white can, um, red kind of can. Ish. Ish, sort of. Needs mana base to be optimized, but it relies on land for some advantage. It's got scry lands. It's got cycling lands. It's got um, what's the what's the one that gives you a plus one plus one counter? Opal Palace to make Kalemne bigger. It's relying on its land for some of its advantage. And if you optimize the mana base so you can start casting your like your combo rocks on turn one, you lose all those comes into play tap lands that give you an ability for you know shocks and duels and fetches and blah 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 that just give you the mana. And not only does it jack the price way up, it also makes you you lose some of that incremental advantage that we've talked so much about. Like yeah. your teetering peaks in this deck cost you a quarter. It gives you four more commander damage just for playing a land, and that's pretty cool. Ah. Uh, Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, if you're if you're trying to play a Boros combo deck, good on you. Yeah. I know I'm probably going to. <laughs> if you're going to try and play Kalemni like aggro style with some reach like Brando suggested, good on you because she's terrible. If you can make it work, you let us know. Yeah. Milklist? How about instead we do Card of the, of week. the week. Week. week? What do you week. think this week? How about this week we go Patrician Scorn? Oh, yeah. From, what did you say? Future Sight? Future Sight. 
Never been never been reprinted. Still only twenty cents. <laughs> <laughs> Foils two bucks or like forty five Canadian. I actually have a foil of this. Oh yeah. The reason it costs two bucks is because it's really nice. It's got a ghost on it, and the ghost is foil, and the frame Ooh. has a cool foil on it, and the background that's really dark. Not a lot of foiling, so it just looks really cool. Neat. That's why I bought it. It's an instant. For white three, if you played another white spell this turn, you can play it for free. Destroys all enchantments. Sweet. Underplayed, I think. I th- I think so. When people play destroy all enchantment cards, maybe parasailing costs like three and it gains you a life for each enchantment destroyed. There are better, but That's I mean, fine. this is for free. I like this because you can leave up path or swords mana and then just cast it if you need to cast it. Yeah, wreck your guy. Oh, by the way. Worst case scenario, it's instant speed destroy all enchantments for four. Which is basically what destroy all whatever costs anyway. Yeah, but this is instant speed. Yeah. So if destroy all enchantments costs three, this costs four, but it's an instant. I dig it. And it has a bonus of being free. Super sweet. I love this card. I like it. I'm I'm glad I found it. I searched for a whole bunch of cost-reducing and cheap things like the affinity for mountains and plains things and the, the masks block cast for free and the evoke cards so that's where i found a bunch of these and that was one of the ones that came up doesn't trigger calamity but is super cool because it's still free and that's never a bad thing real quick before we go on to the milk list another suggestion that i actually had for this deck with blade of selves and in the give reach by making calamity bigger bogarden rager it's a three four with flash cool dude dude my face just contorted when i read that yeah. <laughs> when you said blade of selves i went oh! in my head and it's red five for a 3-4 elemental. When Bogart and Rager enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus 4, plus 0 until end of turn. So you cast that, and it triggers Calumny because it costs 6. Yep. Then you equip it with Blade of Selves yep. and attack with it. And you get, let's say, 3 more. Now your Calumny is at least 16-something <laughs> with double strike. <laughs> like You ever wanted to like wipe your ass with somebody's face? That's how you do it. Yeah. That is literally my favorite thing to do when I play Boros, just to say that I did it. <laughs> Super sweet. Milk list? Let's do that milk list. Okay, so the milk list, as per EDHREC.com, is a list of cards by converted mana cost from zero all the way up to really high that are the most common cards played in that color. Pairing, combination, whatever. Today, Boros or... Red, white. At the zero drop slot, ever-flowing chalice. Nope. No. Soul Ring at one. Yes. Boros Signet at two. Yep. Sunforger at three. No. No. Return to Dust at four. No. Assemble the Legion at five. There's a... I hate that card. No. I like it, but I hate it. Yeah. Shut up. Sun Titan at six. No. That's probably a fine one. Gisela at seven. Yes. Yes, we are playing that. Avacyn I would like to play, but she costs too many monies. And no. 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 Blasphemous Act. Nope. Nope. Kozilek. Nope. Metalworker Colossus or Metalwork Colossus. No. That one that one actually costs less, doesn't it? If you have like big dudes, he costs free. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one in here, actually. Yeah, that would actually be pretty good. It's yeah. just, just free. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I like that one. That one should go in. Blightsteel at twelve. Nope. No. Emrakul. Nope. Other Emrakul. Nope. Hmm. Three milkless matches. Pretty good. Not terrible. Not terrible at all. For sure. And f- the final parameter of spice. The Spice Calculator. The Spice Calculator. So, popularity of this commander. There's 475 Calumne lists on EDHREC.com. She's the sixth most popular Boros commander. Yeah, right behind my boy, Brian Stoutarm. Yeah. Yeah, I like him for sure. Anyways, 
4.21 average converted mana cost, which seems high, but remember you've got those evoke guys and the affinity guys. So and lots of rocks, lots of yeah, it's cost not it's reducer. not terrible. Um, the critical turn in the list that we made six as high as it can go. Yeah, right. So. And uh, the optimal game size, if you're playing a political game, you typically want more players in that game. Five, five player game? Probably. Yeah, and it's pretty casual. I mean, direct as much attention away from you as you can with this deck until you can actually do something with Kalemne. You are not a threat for the most part. Yeah. One tutor in Goro Bandit Warlord. Right. I would love to play an Enlightened Tutor, but didn't. It wasn't on budget, and it also was another tutor. Right. And those don't come in pre-cons, really. Uniqueness rating. Cards different than the stock Kalemne list on EDHREC.com. 38 cards. Nice. Punch it all in. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Spicy rating, 60.1. There it is. 60.1. Got you, there. You know what? If you cut a bunch of the cards that are in this and added a bunch of those mana rocks to make combo Kalemne, it actually goes up. <laughs> so you cut some of like the standard stuff that was in the stock list that I kept, like Blade of Selves and stuff like that, that doesn't combo you, and it actually goes up to like 65. Nice. So You, you pass the 50 test with honors. You get this dirty, janky, degenerate combo deck, and your spiciness goes up. That's like not <laughs> common that that happens. That's your dream. Yeah, that's my dream. That's <laughs> why I started the show to do that. <laughs> you are rock hard right now, I bet. <laughs> yes. That's the worst. Yeah. It's just because it's the morning and I have to pee. <laughs> so anyways, that's the list. Uh, I guess CCO Nation, tell us what you think. Yeah, let us know on Twitter. Who wore it better? CCO or Watsy? Hashtag who wore it better? Us or Watsy? We're cleaning up so far. We're three out of th we're three for three. Yeah. Two for two. Two for two. Two for two. I'm just counting this one as a win because <laughs> yeah, God, it was so bad it. before we got a hold of it. How can we lose? Counting it. Run over our giveaway one more time. And give us your final thoughts of the day. The giveaway. If you would like to win a Commander 2018 pre-constructed deck of your choice, all you have to do is help us spread the show. That's a like, a share, a follow on Facebook or Twitter or on Podomatic if you want to go there. Just help get us out there and you'll be entered to win. You Also, if you're a patron, you will receive extra entries based upon your patronosity as per always. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing that draw at the end of the arc in a couple of weeks. And we will be giving that deck away to a lucky winner. As for my final thoughts of the day, I love red and I hate white. Oddly enough, that doesn't mean that I both love and hate Boros. I just hate Boros because it's terrible. Even though it does, <laughs> it does what I like to do in Magic, which is play lots of dudes, turn them sideways, and swing for obscenely high numbers of damage. But for some reason, it just feels bad when you're doing it with Boros. And when people were suggesting, you, you guys got to do this deck, I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to because I hate it. I already hate it. I haven't even, I don't even remember what's in the pre-con, but you, I hate it. You haven't even died to Kalemnamar combo yet and you hate it. Yeah, and I hated it. I still kind of hate it, but you know what? This is a fun deck. I like that we took something that is so niche. Even the people who invented the game can't come up with something inventive to do with this tribe. And we did it. Right here on CCO Nation, and we are going to come back with another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast, and we're going to do it again. Now hit our theme song! Ooh.